listening to Miller and Moulton, exclusively on the Florida Sports Network. And now, here's Mark Miller and David Moulton. And it is the bonus hour of Miller and Moulton on this hump day, the first day of March. Thanks so much for being with us. Florida Sports Network, floridasportsnetwork.com. Miss any part of the show? That's how you download what you've missed. Today, it was a half hour with Pat Kerwin. It was Scott Jackson, part of the Commander's Radio Network. It was Seth Everett. Shelby Mast, bracketologist for USA Today. The Bracket Wag himself will join us coming up in about 20 minutes' time. If we can just continue for a moment what we were just talking with Seth Everett about. Like last night, the Lightning and Panthers played one another. Right. And it was on Bally's. You know, depending on where you live in the state, you either you got the Panthers call or you got the lightning call or what have you. You know, in Jacksonville, I got the lightning call. Okay. In theory, at the end of the month, you know, when they, 30 days has gone by, they've already said we're not making the payment. 30 days goes by. In theory, that network goes dark. Now, Major League Baseball, you know, I mean, isn't it four weeks tomorrow, opening day for the Rays and Marlins? Okay, so Major League Baseball has said, hey, the games are going to be available. Don't really. They may know how and where and what have you, but they've said nobody's going to miss a game. Okay. Uh, Mark, the NHL, like a week ago, was like, ah, yeah, we've heard something about this, and uh, we're monitoring it. And... First off, it's the final two weeks of the regular season. And secondly, first round of the NHL playoffs is on local regional cable. Correct. So the best right now to, to you and I, literally the best thing that there is in sports. You know, I was having yeah. an argument with my son. Is it the first week of March Madness? Is it the first round of the NHL? That's just the best. I don't think there's a wrong answer. But you and I love the first round of the playoffs. And here we are where networks could go off the air. Networks that are carrying Major League Baseball, NBA, NHL. You know, the other thing is, quite frankly, listen, we've all mocked the NBA regular season. Even Felipe has at times come down hard on the NBA regular season. I got to be honest with you, though. Now... Last 20 games, there's like two games in the standings separating the four seed from the 11 seed in the Western Conference. You know, to make the play in or sneak in as the six in the East, all right, there's not a whole lot separating those teams. I mean, they are actually starting to ball right now in the NBA. You know, they made it to the all-star break and what have you, but now they're actually playing now. Spring is coming, baby. Now it's time. Yes. And, and so this is the best of the NBA regular season. Never mind, Mark, I don't think all the NBA playoff games in the first round are shown nationally. I'm pretty I mean, sure they are. They are? If, if you want to count no, the, NBA TV as nationally. Okay, it so is. hold on a second. So heat first round. We don't get Jason Jackson? First round heat? Are you sure? Every single first-round playoff game in the NBA is nationally televised, yes. Okay. All right. So, in theory, you could still get your team, you know, through Turner, through ESPN, through NBA TV. Those are the three ways. Okay. 
That ain't the case in hockey. And the Major League Baseball season starts in 29 days. Well, and, and, that's, and that's the one, David, that to me, you think about a t- where I grew up, just the Tigers, you know, because in the, in the, the Twins aren't on this list. I bring up the Tigers because what was past sports and now Bally Sports in Michigan, huge regional cable network. Right. That's all everybody in that state watches in the summertime. Correct. It's a number one rated show every night. Yes, the whole state. There's no this is not Florida. I mean, that's you know we we've enjoyed working in Florida because you get to talk about so many different things. We've actually joked if we moved, say our show got taken and they moved us to Ohio, you know, we talk about the same four things. Uh, it'd be boring to us, but. One regional cable channel airs everything that everyone's watching. And it's about to go dark. Pittsburgh, the same way. The Pirates and the Pens are on on that network in the Pittsburgh region. I mean, these are large cable systems. That has the number one show every night on it in baseball. While baseball numbers nationally, and we've talked about this many times on this show, Baseball numbers nationally are not great. Baseball's numbers regionally are terrific. They dominate the local market. Even even the Rays, even the Rays are a number one or a number two draw. Marlins, not so much. Correct. Correct. The Marlins and about two other teams, actually, their ratings and where it is in the market are poor. But the Rays are amongst like Basically, 25 of the 30 teams are one or two in their market for when they play. Now, obviously, you got New York, Chicago, and L.A. who both have two teams, so those numbers are slightly skewed. But And as Seth pointed out, which we had also pointed out earlier, it's one thing for Major League Baseball to say, hey, come March 30th, the games are going to be available. We'll get back to you as to where and to how. Uh, okay, but specifically in this state, for the Rays and the Marlins, you know, I I think – probably should have looked it up. I thought the Rays get 60 a year for, the, for their games. Maybe it's 40, but I thought the new deal got them up to 60. And the Marlins, I thought, got between 20 and 30. Well, first off, even if it's 40 for the raise, that's half the payroll. I mean, for all you business owners out there and just employees at a business in which all of a sudden you lost half your revenue, how would your owner handle it? And in the Marlins case, I mean, it is one of the few teams in which it is documented. The Marlins do not pay their bills. The Marlins are losing a little bit of money every year. And by a little bit, we mean a few million. Well, now their regional cable money's going to go away. And Mark, be brutally honest, if you're the Mets and the Yankees and you're John Henry and the Red Sox and what have you, would you would you pony up for one year, one spring and summer, would you pony up and cover these teams? I wouldn't want to, but I think they may have to. It's a billion dollars, by the way. I understand. 
What I don't know and what I still haven't been able to figure out is like what you're talking about. The question Jake asked, are the networks actually going dark or just not paying the leaks? Well, they're not paying the leaks. They're filing for bankruptcy. Now, I think they're going to stay on the air in some way, shape, or form because they're going to get paid by Major League Baseball. But, Mark, as we've talked about in the NHL, you and I are hockey guys. A, they have far and away the least amount of revenue. B, they have the most stringent cap. C, they split every dollar 50-50. So if all of a sudden, like during the pandemic, when the league had to, you know, fortify teams and what have you, well, the players have paid for that. The salaries haven't gone up for three years. They're going up. Literally, the cap's gone up a million a year for three years. I mean, salaries are basically you know, frozen for damn near half of guys' careers because of the pandemic. Well, now if all of a sudden, even if it's the final two weeks of a season, if the league offices have to pay to keep half the league's games televised, well, they're going to turn around and look at the Players Association and go, you do know we split this bill in half, right? It's the biggest story that's out there in sports to me because three leagues are so dependent on this money and it could, and it's dried up. The money's gone. They're not making payments. And then there's the future. I mean, that's just to get the NBA and NHL to the end of this season. Okay. And then obviously this is going to be, an interesting year for half the teams in Major League Baseball in terms of where the games are being shown and how they're being shown. And, and Mark, I mean, you and I, we all know at some point, like Major League Baseball at the beginning, everybody's going to keep their job, okay, and the games are going to be shown. And then the bills are going to start coming in. And like Seth pointed out, these are all freelance hires. Yep. I mean, David's well aware of it. He's a spotter for Troy Aikman. And Gary Danielson, he's a freelance spotter. That whole crew that works CBS, those guys in the summer are working baseball. Or they're working golf, but that, that's what they do. They're going from place to place working games. You know, I was lucky enough when I did the Everblades games on TV, a couple of the guys that worked, for me, I got hired for the All-Star game because we had a full-blown production. And I said, hire this camera guy, hire this replay guy, hire this guy. They're local, they're good. They'll be able to do it. A couple of those guys are still working in the business. I, I help get these guys their starts and are working on lightning games and things like that. I don't know what their future is. As Seth said, they're not going to get paid dollar to dollar if this keeps going. Well, and also what's going to happen is the first month, everything will be great. And then major league baseball will start getting the bills and they're going to say, yeah, we got to cut costs. Well, the way you cut costs is you cut people. And maybe they'll try to keep everybody and cut their salaries by 25%. And we all know when we have factored in, I'm going to work X amount and I'm going to make X amount. And then all of a sudden X becomes Y and Y is 25% less. I mean, come on. Most of us live check to check. That's pretty significant. You lose 25% of your income. And you don't have any recourse, by the way. You're a freelancer. But where else are you going to go? It's the summer. There are no other sports for you to work on. So this is going to be messy. And it goes back to, man, what the NFL, what Pete Rozelle and a few of those legendary owners did in the 60s, where 
think about it. The NFL doesn't have this problem. Every game is nationally shown. By the way, the other part of this that that I find interesting is that there was talk that the MLB was going to buy these networks. Right. That went away really quickly. Why do you think it went away? Because they found out how much money it would cost. Because remember, if I buy you up, but you're in debt, I got to assume your debt. Bingo. Now, I let you file for bankruptcy. All right. And I let the creditors all get screwed. And then I buy you for seven cents on the dollar. That's a different story. Which is what I think will happen sometime in the next year. Because the teams that are doing really well in baseball, what? Own their own network. Yeah, and then you got the NHL and NBA teams going, oh, hold on, so you're going to own that network. Are you going to carry our games? You know, the fall's coming up pretty soon. They're going to be like, yeah, guys, we got to worry about our games now. Shelby Mass next. You're listening to Miller and Moulton, exclusively on the Florida Sports Network. 21 minutes past the hour, about 20 minutes away from the good, bad, and ugly. What's on tap today was the day when and our final thoughts. Miller and Moulton, Florida Sports Network, floridasportsnetwork.com. He is the bracket wag, and what we mean by that is he's the bracketologist for USA Today and Gannett's hundreds of papers nationwide, and he has his own site, bracketwag.com, bracketwag.com. He is Shelby Mass, whom you can follow on Twitter, at bracket wag shelby david and mark once again how are you well good how are you guys well we are good lots of questions time running out we'll start in state fau if they win their last two in the regular season are they in no matter what happens in the conference tournament i would like to say yes i really hope so but i I don't think I can guarantee it. The, this, the committee has shown through the years that they will put a, a mid-major or two in, and I think FAU is probably the best of who the conferences they look at, but I can't guarantee it. It's really tough, too, because you've got FAU, you've got Oral Roberts who could have about 30 wins. Charleston's going to have about 30 wins. Drake, if they end up getting beat by Bradley, is going to have high 20s and wins. But from what you're saying is that these teams better win their conference tournaments or they will not get a shot. It, at the very least, it will make Selection Sunday very tense. Shelby, I have to admit, this is a sore subject for the two of us, uh, especially since, you know, you, you can put their schedule up on the screen and go, well, look, they didn't really play anybody. Well, we all know nobody will play these schools. I mean, who goes to Charleston to play Charleston? Nobody, nobody. unless they're like best friends with the coach and they owe him a solid. I mean, you know, Oral Roberts, Charleston, they can't get games. No, they can't. I think the committee a few years ago, when they started the the net and all the quad one, two, three, four, they realized that they understand these teams don't get to play the, the good teams. And so they'll get a few games and so what the committee has done is they will say we know you don't get to play teams often but when you do how do you do and so if a team plays three quad one games they win two of them that's looked at as very good 
So that it's not about the opportunities, it's how you do in those opportunities. The Big 12 keeps battling and just trying to figure out who's in. West Virginia now in. Oklahoma State out. Still a lot remaining in this conference, isn't there? Yeah, there's, it's going to be a bloodbath over the next week and a half. Uh, whoever comes out of it standing is going to be, I don't think they'll be 100% going to the big tournament, but that's the nature of the beast. It's going to be fun to watch. So if I'm reading BracketWag.com properly, is Michigan your last team in and Wisconsin your first team out? Yes. So literally, the game they played over the weekend right now is the difference. It, it, it turned out it was. I, I feel weird having Wisconsin out because in my own personal metric system, they're ranked about number 25. And no team in the top 40 of it has ever been left out. But they've just got so many losses. Uh, i got a feeling they're probably going to figure a way out and get in. But right now, I don't have it. And what Shelby's point is about these teams of you know mid-majors not getting out of his last 12 teams that he has, the last four in, the first eight out, there are only three mid-majors on that list. Um it is very difficult for these teams to get in. Shelby, UCLA now and Purdue both on the two-line. Baylor, oh, number one. How many teams still battling for one seeds in your estimation? I think probably if you, if you, if you think uh, Alabama and Kansas are safe, and I do, probably Houston, uh, probably four teams for that last one spot. Uh, I I feel weird putting Baylor up there with eight losses, but my gosh, they've got the second most quad one wins, and they they've just played a, a murderous schedule, and and they've come out looking pretty good. How is Kansas not the number one overall seed? Or with you, are they? They have fifteen quad one wins. I, I don't know if since they've been doing this, if anyone's ever had more. And they're about to win the Big Twelve regular season title again. Yeah, I I, I think if, if it was up to me, they would be the overall number one. But the committee had Alabama in there as the one, and Kansas as the fourth number one. So that's a big mountain to climb with, you know, with that many teams uh, to get all the way above Alabama with them not losing. That's tough in the committee's eyes. When you look at your brackets right now, how many? lines are still in jeopardy i mean if, if you're on the 10 line the the 11 line obviously still in jeopardy if you're on the 10 line are you still in jeopardy if missing if you lose it if you're nine nine still in jeopardy of losing out how many teams like a rutgers sitting there on the nine line can they lose out and still get in i i don't think they can i, I they've got a good schedule and it all depends on other teams below them how they do but uh, i don't I, I put teams in black when I think, think they're a lock and they're still in red if they got work to do or if they're not necessarily a lock. Uh, I think that the, all the way up to an eight seed probably still has work to do, maybe just one game or another loss by someone else, but there's still something that can pull them out. 
right now Shelby has all the sevens who are in, no matter what they do the rest of the way, but beginning with the eight line, okay? And right now that's Providence, Michigan State, Missouri, and Kentucky, that they have to win at least one more game or else their status is in jeopardy. Um, who's coming on strong here? Okay, like Texas what? Tech came really close last night. Who's coming on strong from the outside that you still think you could find a way to jam them in? Uh, I Clemson has kind of bounced back. I know they lost last night, but they when they took that loss at home, uh, the Florida State or Louisville, one of them, they it looked like they were done. I had almost taken them completely off the board. And then they won some games and started looking nice. I really hope New Mexico can scoot back up there. They started the year fantastic, 15-0. and They've got some good wins. They're just taking on too many losses. Gonzaga at a three seed. They're starting to rise a little bit. Could they make it all the way to the two line, or is that pretty much where you have them locked in? I think, I think three is the best they can do because there's only for them two regular season or two games left. Sydney to the finals of the tournament. I don't think that's enough. Boise State with the win last night against San Diego State. That get them in? That probably did. I, I can't lock them in yet, but that that really bolsters their resume a lot. USC and Arizona State are both on your last four in. They're going to play one another this week in Los Angeles. Is that a play-in game? Uh, it could be. I. I hate to think of a regular season game as a play-in game, but it very well could be. The Arizona schools play the L.A. schools this week. UCLA sweeps it, could get them a one seed. Yeah. Just saying. And USC probably needs a split to make sure that they're in. He shall be masked. He is the Bracket Wag, bracketwag.com. He's the bracketologist for USA Today and all of Gannett's papers. Make sure you check out his site. It is the best bracketwag.com. Thank you, Shelby. Appreciate it, guys. One team that's got some has a chance on his last four out is Penn State, or on his next four out. They're like the fifth team out. Penn State's at Northwestern tonight, and then they host Maryland. Two ranked teams. Well, Northwestern's not ranked, but they've got a good seating. Two teams that they beat, they could find their way close to that last line. Miller and Moulton, the good, the bad, and the ugly. Today was the day when and what's on tap. All still ahead. It's the bonus hour right here on the Florida Sports Network. Welcome back to Miller and Moulton, only on the Florida Sports Network. Home stretch of Miller and Moulton. Hump day, first day of March. Hope your week's going well. Hope your year's going well so far. How about that? Number three already. Miller and Moulton, Florida Sports Network, floridasportsnetwork.com. This does feel like a long week for whatever for me. Really? Yeah, it feels like today should be a Thursday. Huh. It's interesting. What have you done to tax yourself so much in the first two days of the week? You stayed up late watching sports? A little bit of that, but I think it's just there's a lot going on. You know, as I've mentioned, I decided or was asked and have helped to 
coach my daughter's softball team, which there's Saturday and Sunday games. and Big mistake. Yep. Can't do Odds of you now. ever being a coach again. 1%. <laughs> that one extreme situation in which the daughter turns to you and goes, Dad, that's the problem. Coach. That's the problem. She is so fired up. If she listened to any part of this show, she would hate me. Because she's very excited about daddy coaching. I am. And I don't mind. It's just time. Right. And it's different coaching little girls. And I did it with my son. Coaching little boys is easier than coaching little girls. Really? Yes. Interesting. At least I found it was. And it might have been the fact that it was 16 years ago when I did it. <laughs> Okay. That could, maybe the that fact that could, I was a much younger man when I was doing it. going to say mid to late thirties, right? Early fifties. Yeah. A little different. Just a uh -huh. touch. That's all. It's funny. And I would think that girls would be easier because that they would listen more. You would think that, but they don't always listen, David. <laughs> well, and then I when they don't that. listen, there are ways you could get boys to listen. I don't have that same influence, it seems, with some of the... I mean, we literally had a girl who just sat down in the shade during one of the practices and said, I'm too hot, I'm not practicing anymore. Well, you know, I don't blame you. Don't blame you a bit, young lady. It is true. You can't yell at them the way you could yell at guys. Right? Not at all. Nope. There it's the guy. nice voice. All <laughs> the time. And this just in... I don't have much of a nice voice. It's deep. It doesn't come off as nice. You got you got to do this all the time. Very so, very Allen Iverson esque of that little girl. Yeah, I love my the Allen Iverson quote that goes, "Allen, do you ever lift weights?" And he goes, "No, she's too heavy." <laughs> That'd be great. That'd be great if if one of your eight nine year olds goes practice, practice. You want me to practice? We're talking about oh, practice. That'd be awesome. I'd make her captain of the team. I'd, I'd I'd make her team MVP on the spot. That's all right. They just added another practice time to us, Friday nights. Because you know what I need to do at Friday at 5? Go to practice. Come on. You're playing on the weekends. Now we got to practice on Friday nights. Uh -huh. we're, what are we? we're eight. We're nine. We, we're have no, we have no lights in the county. None of the parks have lights. All still with Ian. Still battling this stuff out. It's low on the totem pole for the county. I get it. There's a lot that has to get done. And it... We'll need to get done for a long time. We'll all fight our way through. Not a game, but practice. It's time for someone to take back this segment, if for no other reason than to stop David from talking about Meghan and Harry. Here's Mark Miller with Today Was the Day When. Happy birthday, Ohio. Today in 1803, Ohio becomes the 17th state in the Union. That's a nice round number. It's 220, right? Yeah. Yeah. Where do you get someone for 220? You know, I mean, after 50, Wings. after the whole. <laughs> oh, I thought you meant a weight. Sorry, not an age. Uh... 1872, Yellowstone becomes the world's first national park. Thought this was a fun little footnote. Today in 1910, the National Baseball Commission prohibits giving mementos to players on winning World Series teams. They later reversed that decision, making way for the traditional winner's rings ah you won the world series you can't get a memento to celebrate it today in 41 or i'm sorry today in 32 the Lindbergh kidnapping happened 
Today in 41, the first U.S. commercial FM radio station goes on the air in Nashville, Tennessee. Today in 47, Bill Vec sets up spring training for the Indians in Phoenix, anticipating the signing of the team's first black player. Larry Doby would be signed later in the season. Joe Lewis retires today in 49 with a record of 66-3 with 52 knockouts. Defended the title 25 times. 1967, baseball approves the plan to name a Cy Young from both the National and American League. Big day in 69. Mantle announces his retirement. Espo gets a goal and assist, giving him 99 points, breaking the NHL record for most points in a season that was held by Stan Mikita. And Jim Morrison allegedly exposed himself at the Dinner Key Auditorium in Miami. In 1970, Bobby Orr becomes the first NHL defenseman to score 25 goals in a season. 1973, Pink Floyd's Dark Side of the Moon is released. Might still be on the charts. Today in 77, Bank of America adopts the name for its credit cards. They'd go with Visa. I don't know. I don't know if that'll last. Gretzky gets a first period assist in 88 in a game against the Kings to move him ahead of Gordie Howe as the NHL's all-time leader in career assists. Howe would have 1,049 assists in 26 years. Gretzky would have 1,050 in nine. Today in 1993, Pavel Burry becomes the first Vancouver Canuck to score 40 and 50 in a season, and Steinbrenner's reinstated. Oh, by the way. Lanny Wilkins gets to 1,000 career victories today in 96, and today in 1997, Hector Camacho stops Sugar Ray Leonard in the fifth round, and Leonard would go into permanent retirement. Yeah, that was like his third or fourth retirement. Right. Those born today that are no longer with us, Dinah Shore, Pete Rosell, Ronald Car- Robert Conrad, and Alan Thick. Those celebrating birthdays. Harry Belafonte's 96. Roger Daltrey is 79. Hollywood Henderson is 70. Ron Howard is 69. Mike Rogier is 62. Ronnie Francis is 60. Chris Weber, 50. Justin Bieber and Tyreek Hill are each 29 years old today. And that, David, is today was the day when. Weber's 50, huh? Yeah. Funny, I was just watching the Fab Five documentary over the weekend. Flipping through the channels, it was on. I'm like, oh, I could watch this again. Uh, Yellowstone was established on today in 1872. Did you have that? Second thing I read, David. Okay, well, that's why I missed it. I'm not paying attention yet. <laughs> okay, it's early. Okay. Uh, Kennedy established the Peace Corps today in 61. That one I didn't have. Okay. That's it. That's really all I got. You've heard folks elsewhere mock Florida is gonna Florida. Well, Mark Miller sees it differently. He calls it the good, the bad, and the ugly. What you got, Mark? For the good today, we go to Philadelphia. This is a wild story. Philadelphia doctor by the name of Adam Bodine was a surgeon at Jefferson Hospital. He was ready to perform a liver transplant when he learned the vehicle transporting the organ was stuck in traffic. To make the situation more difficult, the roads surrounding the hospital were nearly impassable because thousands of runners were participating in the Philadelphia Marathon. In his lab coat and scrubs, Dr. Bodzin ran for a half mile 
to retrieve the liver for a 66-year-old patient. He flagged down a police officer before he crossed the marathon who agreed to drive him back if he could get the liver. He got the liver. He did the surgery. And Charles Rowe is very thankful that Doc ran a half mile to get him his new liver. That's above and beyond right there. For the bad, we go to Cape Coral. Because five months after Ian, we've still got porta potties all over the city. Porta potties blown all over, sitting in yards, and still there. Apparently, not only did NBC2, but the owner of the house called Toy Toy USA, who's the owner of the porta potty, and they apparently are too busy to get the porta potty. They say they'll get there eventually. How would you do if a porta potty was in your front yard that got blown in there from the hurricane? Well, I, I mean, you know, it's a natural disaster and all. I'd... I know, but five months later, that porta potty's still sitting in your yard. Would you be a little oh. bent at this point? Yeah, no, I would have moved it, obviously. See, I think I would have too. Yeah, definitely would have moved it. The problem is, do you put it out at the edge of the driveway there? So when the garbage people come, I mean, you can't put it on somebody else's lawn because that's totally showing what you think of them. I mean, you'd like to. Be dragging that thing down the street to somewhere. (laughs) Finally, the ugly, we go to Bonita Springs, where in a mad dash to get beer at the last hour... A couple were in front of the Circle K trying to make a quick run for beer. Two people approached the car. An argument ensued and punches were thrown. Kenneth Thompson was asleep in the parking lot in his car because he does not have a home. He decided to break up the fight by pulling out his semi-automatic pistol and firing around in the air. Oh, for goodness sakes. Police intervened and Tompkins was arrested. That is the good, the bad, and the ugly on today, March the 1st, 2023. Well, we got a lot going on tonight. You know, the college basketball tournaments continue. But we got two games involving ranked teams. Big East, Xavier, Providence. That's an early tip for you, right? That's a 630 FS1 deal. Yes, that's a, it's, it's the Mark Miller special. My favorite and then um, eight, 9 o'clock ESPN2, Texas TCU. Those are the matchups involving ranked teams. Can I play a hunch tonight? Hopefully it's better than your hunch last night. Yeah, well, I have to admit my hunches this week have not been good. No, you, to... you were on a heater for about two weeks. Yes. This week you've kind of cooled a little bit, David. Totally. I think I'm one in three on my hunches this week. Tonight's Notre Dame's last home game. This is Mike Bray's last home game as head coach of Notre Dame. They're getting four and a half hosting Pitt. Pitt's a top 20 team. They're at the top of the ACC. I don't know, Mark. I got a feeling. I got a feeling. He's been there over 20 years, coached there longer than Digger. I think he's the all-time winningest coach in Notre Dame basketball history. I think there's going to be former players there, the whole deal. I just got a hunch. That's all. Playing the hunch. 
Rangers Flyers tonight are your uh, is your TNT game in the early game. I don't think Patrick Kane's going to be suiting up and playing though. I don't either. And then Carolina and Vegas is the late game. Rangers have lost four or five. They're going to be shorthanded for the game for salary cap purposes. They don't have a full roster. Devils play the Avalanche. That's a pretty good game tonight. And the Leafs play Edmonton. I know. North of the border, they're fired up about that sucker. Um, it's actually a really good night in the association. I mean, the Heat are hosting the Sixers. The Magic are in Milwaukee. Milwaukee's won what, 15 in a row? Yeah. 15 do in they, a row, yes. Yeah, do they sleepwalk through the sucker? This is the second of back-to-backs for Milwaukee. Do they take the Magic seriously? They'll take them seriously enough and make it 16. Okay. How many points you getting with the Magic? We getting 10? Seven and a half. No. Just kind of hoping to be a little higher. Also, you got Cleveland at Boston, New Orleans at Portland. That's your ESPN doubleheader. But also, Durant makes his debut for Phoenix tonight in Charlotte. Wouldn't you have changed? I mean, listen, Cleveland-Boston's a much better game. I get it. But wouldn't you have found a way to show Phoenix-Charlotte somehow? No? I wouldn't put Charlotte on TV ever. Okay. And uh, the Battle of New York. Nets-Knicks. They're battling for uh, the five seed right now. They're the two teams at the bottom of, you know, the Heat are trying to catch one of them in order to avoid the play-in. If you're the Heat, I know you hate the Knicks, but you're actually rooting for the Knicks because Brooklyn will be easier to catch. Knicks still have a shot, I think, to catch Cleveland. I know. There are two games behind Cleveland for the four. That'd be a great series. Knicks-Cleveland? Well, and it looks like it will be. I think the Knicks are going to be the five. And Cleveland looks locked in in the four. Oh, maybe that'd... they they switch. But uh, in my hey, listen, if Miami makes it to the six, which I think they will, it's Miami Philly in the first round. I mean, that's going to be good. That's a toss up in my eyes. Eh, edge Philly, Edge but, Philly, of course. But but how about Embiid and out of bio going at it for two weeks? What the thing is is that Edge Philly but it would slow MB down for the next series because he'd be battling so much. Right. Miller and Moulton, thanks so much for listening. We'll do it all over again tomorrow morning at 6 a.m. right here on the Florida Sports Network.